It is me, Tony Scott. It is the random show where I talk about all kinds of stuff randomly. Thoughts that pop into my head. There's medication for that, but I've never like uh, pursued that because I'm on enough medication anyway. But anyway, I'm Tony Scott. Glad you're with me today. And we talk about pop culture here. We'll talk about, I don't like to talk about politics much, although I have in the past, but it, because what's going on in our country right now, it's changing like every day, like every hour. It's changing, although I may have a couple of pieces for you a little bit later on. But I do want to be a little bit selfish and send get well wishes out to Angie Martinez. Angie is a, a popular radio DJ in New York City and also host of uh, Untold Stories of Hip Hop that I believe runs on WeTV. She was in a horrible car accident. She shared the news on social media. She had a fractured lumbar and a shattered vertebrae. And she's going to be resting and recuperating for quite a while. She uh, is scheduled to undergo a four-hour surgery on her vertebrae. She has not stood or walked since the accident, but she does have feelings in her feet and legs. So thoughts and prayers out to her as she uh, recuperates from this very bad car accident. Everybody's excited about uh, Coming to America 2. Now, what you may not know about Coming to America 1 was that Wesley Snipes had auditioned for the role that Eric LaSalle eventually got. That was Daryl Jenks in the original. That movie came out in 1988, by the way. Uh, he was doing a roundtable, Wesley Snipes, with Eddie Murphy, some of the guys from the movie, the Coming to America 2, and he talked about that. You no, know, I auditioned for Coming to America, and I remember being so sad because I really wanted to be in the movie. I wanted to work with him, and I was really, like, contemplating what my purpose in life was <laughs> after losing that to Eric LaSalle. <laughs> it got you, man. It really did, man. It got man. you. Our look was too close to it. Right. And you actually look more African than me. So I didn't know none of that, man. That would have healed me. That would have healed me. I was in the bathroom. Why am I even doing this, man? Yeah, I'm not going to quit. It had I'm to not, do with They're not going to break me down. Man. <laughs> so Wesley Snipes recovered from it, obviously, and has had a great career. And he's now coming to America, too. So there's that. Kenya Moore uh, was, uh, you know, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Well, she was on the other, you know, her and her husband split up. Now, she hasn't filed for divorce She's hoping they reconcile, but what she did not do was a prenup. No prenup? No. Why? <laughs> uh, you know, listen, we're both successful. Um, I own my home outright prior to marriage. And for, you know, what I know, not being a lawyer, I think that's protected. Okay. Um, that's my biggest asset. And, um, you know, Mark's successful. So okay. I just didn't think that, you know, things would ever get to a point where he would come after money. And so he hasn't yet. So here's the deal with prenups and stuff you're you i don't like prenups but then i don't have anything worth losing or worth gaining from or anything like that but when you're on that level i think you have to protect yourself at all costs some people say well that's not really love well we don't live in that world anymore hello <laughs> it doesn't happen anymore you have to protect yourself if i were would have been a millionaire when i married my wife would we have had a prenup probably it probably would have been very generous for her these days you have to look out for yourself and I think a lot of people uh, miss that because they're looking for true love. Now, I don't know if Niecy Nash had a prenup, but her and her husband, Jay Tucker, are divorcing. Uh, she announced it on social media that it's all good between them. They just kind of grew apart. And him living in L.A. and her in New Orleans for Claws was a factor. Plus, he really had a problem with her doing those uh, sex scenes she was doing on Claws. Pretty graphic for her, for his taste. He couldn't take it anymore, so he's tapping out. Uh, wasn't it a couple of weeks ago that she said a uh, BJ a day keeps the lawyers away? 
What, did she miss a day? <laughs> did, she miss, did she miss a day? Because I'm just wondering, well, well, y'all were like in love and everything was all good and gravy and everything, and now not so much. That's her second marriage. She was married 15 years to an ordained minister named Don Nash. She divorced him in 2007. But like I said, they're leaving on good terms, and that's always a good thing. R. Kelly had to miss a court date the last week because he had a bad toe. Uh, his lawyer said R. Kelly's toenail was removed, and he didn't want anybody to step on his boot that he's wearing. So he decided uh, that uh, he'll just stay where he is for right now. Might be the only time that R. Kelly was satisfied staying in jail, because as you know, he wants out. His next court appearance is going to be on February 13th. I don't know if you know of this uh, comedian named Lil Rel. Lil Rel has filed legal documents. This thing is kind of complicated because he filed legal documents to have sole custody after finding out that the child's mother was not forthcoming when it came to their relationship and the child's paternity. All right, the child's mother is Lachey Davis. And she told him that he fathered their son and she was divorced from her husband. But it all came to a head when he posted an Instagram photo with his son and somebody says, yo, man, her husband is the father of that child. Imagine being told that on Instagram. He later found out that she was still married and had told her husband that he was the father of the child. Rel also found out that Lachey Davis's husband had given the baby his last name on the birth certificate. So Rel thought he was the father. Lachey's uh, husband thought he was the father. He says uh, Rel says he was purposely misguided and he claims that Lachey Davis used their child in a nefarious scheme, misrepresentations and a deception in an attempt to defraud. And he ain't happy because he spent thousands of dollars flying her and the son back and forth from Illinois where she lived to California. He wants consequences and ramifications. He did take a DNA test. Rel is the father. And now he wants custody of the child, full custody. And he wants permission to relocate the child to California. And he wants the right to make all legal decisions for the child. He's got a pretty good case. She deceived him. She lied. He was bamboozled, led astray, hoodwinked. He didn't land on her. Well, actually, he did land on her. That's why they got a baby. I'm just saying. Hey, did you hear about Jasmine Kashmir? You're wondering, I know that name. Well, if you know that name, you're a freak because she's an adult film star, considered one of the most prolific. How do you become adult, a prolific adult performer? Is that from doing lots of movies or winning awards? She's appeared in over 100 adult movies. She's turned her life over to Christ. She's born again, and she's a pastor in Chicago. She goes by her real name, Nicole B. Jones, and she heads a ministry in Chicago and preaches to her followers both in church and social media and uh, in addition to the adult movie thing back in the day, she was also a model, model lingerie. She was a dancer. She worked as an escort and was a recipient of uh, some award in the adult business for best blank performer. I'm not even going to say that because I just don't feel like I need to. Hey, can I give a shout out? I was uh, driving around yesterday and uh, this guy's driving, older gentleman. He was like beside me. Then he was behind me in his car and he was playing some of those... Uh, incredible smooth jazz he was playing it loud too where you could if you had the windows down you could hear it and it was sounded so good remember back in the day when you used to make i guess they call them mixtapes now but you get a cassette fellas and you put music on it and you get like you know you and your girl are gonna have a, a moment later that night so you'd stock it up with 20 25 songs like you were gonna get through all of those songs right i mean come on for real you're lucky if you got through three or four i was lucky to get through two and as the older you get you're lucky if you can even load the cassette not to use cassettes now you use your phone but back in the day Remember, I mean, you put Sade on there, you'd put Luther on there, right? You'd put Peebo on there, you'd put some smooth jazz, maybe Sanborn, Grover, right? And one of Grover's song could take up like half the night. But you, you would, we would do that. We would put together a whole kind of thing, and then we would want, in our mind, we were going to be busy all night long because a lot of these songs say we're going to make love all night long. Yeah, right. That, like, that's going to happen. Come on, man. 
you're tapping out first chance you get. <laughs> if she blinks, it's a wrap. That's just the reality of it. Nah, man, I can go. No, you can't. No, you can't. You think you can, but you can't. Yes, I can put it down. No, you can't. You put that line down is what you can do. Patty LaBelle was saying that Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You was almost her song. She said that she had talked to Dolly about recording the song, and next thing you know, it was on Whitney's uh, album. Dolly Parton offered it to me. What? Before, before uh, The Bodyguard. Okay. And I said to Dolly, oh, yes, I want to do that song, honey. Before I could say really yes, it was in the movie, and Whitney killed it. So wow. I have not done it since Whitney, but I plan to put it in my show one day. We kind of forgot about Jeffrey Epstein. Remember Jeffrey Epstein was this guy who, he was like this multimillionaire, and he would do inappropriate things with young girls. Remember that? And then he hung himself in jail. Well, apparently, it might have been a homicide. This is according to Dr. Michael Bodden. Remember Dr. Michael Bodden? He was on HBO doing that forensic show he used to do on there. And Well, the family hired him to watch the autopsy that was done in August. That was the day after Jeffrey Epstein was found dead in his prison cell. Dr. Bodden says fractures in Epstein's neck are more consistent with homicide than suicide by hanging. He says the, I guess it's the hyoid bone in the Adam's apple area and two bones neck to his thyroid cartilage were broken, fractures common in strangulation, not hanging yourself. Those breaks are extremely rare in hangings, he says. Dr. Botten says immediately after he had the autopsy, the medical examiner said information, more information was needed to find out the cause of death. But the family doesn't understand why the medical examiner just all of a sudden announced four days later there was a suicide. They're thinking the fix is in. They want DNA testing uh, results from Epstein's fingernails, which could show if he fought back against someone choking him to death and from the sheets he allegedly used to hang himself. They want answers is what they want. That whole thing was suspicious. It just happened at a real convenient time, don't you think? I'm not a conspiracy guy, but yeah, I was kind of like, okay, what's up with that? Uh, Twitter is banning all political advertising from its service. While internet advertising is incredibly powerful and very effective for commercial advertisers, the power brings significant risks to politics, where it can be used to influence votes to affect the lives of millions. This according to Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, who said this about a week ago. It's another attempt to silence conservatives since Twitter knows President Trump has the most sophisticated online program ever, according to Trump's campaign manager. And this is going to take effect, I believe, this month. So there's that. Facebook says, nah, we're good. We'll take the money. We don't care if it's true or not. We're taking the money. Don't take the money and run. Facebook and Instagram, speaking of, have announced uh, that they're going to ban sexual emojis like the eggplant and the peach. They're trying to stop sexual solicitation on their platforms. Facebook's new community standards, which also covers Instagram, they're owned by the same people, went into effect in September. Users can no longer... Uh, use an eggplant or peach emoji that qualifies as sexual solicitation. Now, I think if you tell a joke or something or send something to your honey like that, I think you'll be okay. But if you're using it in terms of trying to get some or set something up, that's a violation that could get your account flagged or removed. They'll crack down on the sex, but not going to crack down on the misinformation for the election. <laughs> what in the hell is that about? I don't know, man. President Obama last week was at his uh, Obama Foundation Summit in Chicago and he says woke culture is not activism. You know, this, this idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff, I, you should get over that quickly. The world, the world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. One danger I see among young people, particularly on college campuses, this is accelerated by social media, there is this sense sometimes of 
the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people. And that's enough. Like if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or used the word wrong verb or then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself because man, you see how woke I was? I called you out. <laughs> Let me get on TV, watch my show, watch Grownish. Um, you know, that's not, that's not activism. That, that's not bringing about change. If all you're doing is casting stones, uh, you know, you're, you're probably not going to get that far. I agree. I agree. There's a lot of people who uh, this cancel culture and this thing of calling out people on uh, social media is way out of hand. But then you call yourself an activist. You're not an activist if you're sitting on your couch posting on social media or criticizing someone else. You know what's silly and stupid and, and now sad is this Popeye's chicken thing. Right now, I've never had the Popeye's fried chicken sandwich. I don't plan on having it, not because it's Popeye's or because it's anything else. I'm not particularly a chicken lover, but it's already back at Popeye's came back this past weekend and people apparently are losing their minds and someone lost their life. Don't know if you heard about this or not, but a, a man was stabbed to death outside of Popeye's in a fight over the sandwich. The man was 28 years old. This happened right outside Washington, D.C. A fight began after someone cut in line. Reportedly, the fight began inside the restaurant, later moved outside. The man was rushed to the hospital. He later died. As of this recording, his identity has not been shared, and authorities did not identify a suspect, although they did call for the suspect to do the right thing and turn himself in. I don't see that happening. I'm just being honest with you. I can't see someone else turning themselves in for something like that. That just doesn't make sense. Why would you do that? But then again, why would you do something stupid like that, like kill somebody over a damn chicken sandwich? They did a study on, on, on uh, airline water. The airline water study reveals the quality of drinking water varies by airline. So much so that some airlines may actually uh, have their water will make you sick. The 2019 airline water study ranks 11 major and 12 regional airlines, mainly by the quality of the water they provided on board flights. The best, cleanest drinking water on an, air, on an airline is Alaska Airlines and Allegiant. And the airlines that had the worst scores, according to this, were JetBlue and Spirit Airlines. I'm pretty sure... Pretty certain that JetBlue and Spirit Airlines are probably uh, looking at their options right now as far as defamation. Buffalo Wild Wings don't want no defamation, so they fired some people. So this happened uh, in Naperville, right outside Chicago. Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, they fired some workers. Here, here's what happened. Uh, the workers at Buffalo Wild Wings asked a group of diners, some being black, to move because a regular customer did not want to sit near black people. It was a group of like 18 some of them were black. They were celebrating the birthday of a kid. It was like 12 kids. And Justin Vall and Marcus Riley said that a host asked Justin what his ethnicity was. And the manager later asked them to move. Now, Justin's wife, Mary, says on Facebook, the host went up to my husband and asked, what race are you guys? My husband asked him why it mattered. And the host says, well, there's a table with two of our regular customers over there. And uh, they don't want to sit next to black people because he's racist. And so they got up and the managers even came and said, hey, you know what? You have to move because these tables are reserved. But then the newspaper, the Naperville Sun, found out that that restaurant doesn't take reservations. So that's that was a lie. I think after Justin's wife, Mary, posted it on Facebook, I think they were just going to leave it alone. But everybody started reposting. Everybody started like, you know, sharing and stuff. And now it falls into their lap and they got to do something now. So they investigate, see what's going on. And so they fire these people who were involved in this. 
Did they tell the racist customer, don't come back anymore? I mean, it's not like they can't reach him. He's, they say he's a regular. He's there all the time. Shouldn't they tell him, yo, man, stay your ass out. We don't want you here. Don't know if they told him that or not. You think they'd have, like shared that nugget if, uh, in fact, that was the case. Ananda Lewis, remember her from MTV and BET, and she had her own talk show and all that stuff like that? And she just kind of disappeared. And I was, I was actually thinking about her. I don't know why she popped in my mind, but she popped in my mind. And I was like, well, what ever happened to her? And next thing you know, she shows up on D.L. Hughley's show on TV One. And he asked her, would you come back to TV? I don't know if I would want to do it now. I right. probably could, but I don't think I would want to. Why? I like my privacy now. I like feeling normal again. Um, did you not feel normal? I didn't. I didn't feel normal at all. And I didn't seek that career, so it surprised me that that happened. She's back, kind of, sort of. She uh, moderated the reunion of season three of Unexpected, which comes on TLC. That aired just past, this past weekend. That's a tough business, man. This, this, I mean, I've, I've had a career in radio, which is the bottom rung of show business. We're not even seen for the most part. We're just heard. But that show business thing, man, I've, I've, over my course of my career, I've had friendships with people, still have many friendships with people who are actors and comedians and singers and stuff like that. That career is brutal. It ain't for the weak. That is for sure. Tyler Perry's not one of the weak. He's got his own studio now, as we all know. And is also going to host a Democratic debate. The fifth Democratic presidential debate is going to be November 20th. And it's going to be there. And that's very prestigious. It's going to be uh, done with MSNBC. They've got five women, I think, that are going to moderate it. I don't know if any of the women are women of color. I don't think there are. What about uh, Jermaine Whitehead of the Cleveland Browns? Jermaine uh, was cut from the team. Jermaine's 26 years old. Apparently, after the game, and Cleveland's had a horrible season, after the game, he went on Twitter and threatened to shoot, kill, and fight several fans. He was getting dragged on social media for his lousy tackling and the season the Browns are having, and he posted on Twitter, I'm going to kill you, bitch. That's on blood. <laughs> he told one, don't get shot. I mean, he was just going in, right? Twitter immediately suspended his account because he was threatening people. The Cleveland Browns found out about it, and they says, you know what? Jermaine Whitehead's social media posts following today's game were totally unacceptable and highly, highly inappropriate, and we immediately spoke with Jermaine upon learning about these comments. The Browns in no way condone that type of language or behavior. This matter will be further addressed internally. And they did address it. They cut him from the team. Now, he's apologized. And he says, I let my team down and all this kind of stuff like that. I'm sorry. I was immature. I was this, that, and the other. I, it's not the real me. All this kind of stuff like that. And uh, he still ain't got a job in the NFL right now. So there's that. There's that. You know, I've always thought 50 Cent is a bully. I I've always felt that way because I just think that uh, – he picks on people for no reason at all. And apparently he may have crossed the line because uh, Notori Naughton, who's Tasha on uh, Power, apparently he made a comment on Instagram about her edges. <laughs> like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> what? He made a comment and he hurt her feelings. And she said, don't I make you look good every Sunday night? But it's cool. You know, and he says, you do a great job on the show. I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. Yeah, you're, man. <laughs> I just. I don't know about some people, but he's, he's, he's always been a bully. That's his thing. See, I'm the kind of person, I wouldn't take him serious because I know he just likes picking on people. He gets off on that. And if I don't respond, that's going to get under his skin. You ever notice that some people, you know their trigger points, so why buy? Like, I've always told my daughters that if someone calls you a name, B-word, N-word, whatever word, that means you've won because the mere fact that your presence has flustered them so much that that's all they can do is call you a name means that you clearly intimidated them and you've won. 
And I've told them that since they were like, I think I used to tell them that when they were still in their mama's belly. Hey, your president, Donald Trump, is planning to attend the uh, LSU-Alabama game this weekend. You know, he was at Game 5 of the World Series, and he got booed. I mean, he got booed, like, a lot. In fact, they were chanting. And then he was at UFC 242, uh, 244 in New York City this past weekend, got booed again. I think there he was there with his grown sons, right? And he got booed. So he's planning to go to Tuscaloosa this weekend for the LSU-Alabama game. Don't expect him to get booed there. If he gets booed there, he needs to resign because that's clearly, that's clearly Trump country, Alabama. So if he gets booed there, it's a wrap. But I don't see him getting booed there. But crazier things have happened. I mean, he is the president, right? Now, he lost. And I said I wasn't going to talk about politics too much because it's changing so fast. But he did lose a case where New York State, he's going to have to hand over his taxes. Here's where his strategy went wrong. He went into court saying... His lawyer did, saying that he's the president. He's immune. You can, he's immune from this. You can't do anything about this. You can't, you can't, uh, no. You can't do nothing to him until he leaves office. And I think the judges were like, no, nah, it don't work that way, dog. <laughs> don't, we, don't, we don't do that in this country. And so he's got to hand, hand over his tax, and now he's going to appeal to the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court. Now there he's thinking, well, it's going to work out for me because I got, I, got my, I got my guys up there, the judges that I've nominated. Those are my guys. So they're going to look out for me. But we'll wait and see what happens there. You know, I'm surprised, actually, to be if I'm being honest, that they have not, like, somebody hasn't hacked something and released it like the wiki thing, right? I'm surprised somebody hasn't done that and released his tax records. And the tax records are going to show one of two things. One is that he got money from Russia on the books, right, that he's bought and paid for. Or two, he has really no money at all. And the whole thing about being a billionaire is a farce. We're going to find out one of those two things when these tax things come out. That's what I think. Could I be wrong? Well, yeah, I could be. I don't think I will be, though. I think one of those two things, seriously, I think one of those two things are going to happen. Anyway, I'm going to leave it right there because it's, it's that time for me to wrap it up. People always want to know, is that you clearing your throat on this music track? No, that came, the track came that way. I don't, I don't know who that is, but, you know, thank you for thinking that's me, though. Like clearing your throat and rhythm is a gift. Hey, you can find me. It's The Random Show. You can find me on all things social media at Tony Scott Media. That's where you can find me. And uh, also on the Allison and Mark app, where you'll hear this first, and then it'll be uh, uh, up as a podcast where you get your podcast: Google, Apple, Stitcher, Snitcher, Rhymefest. I don't know. Wherever you get your, you know, tune in, all these places I have it up. Spotify. I'm on Spotify now. What? So, yeah. So, anyway. So, find me there. Thanks so much for listening and sharing if you can shout out to podcast suites for providing the area for me to do this show that's why it sounds professional with the exception of me sound quality is fantastic everything's good but anyway thanks so much for listening have a great week and let's do this again real soon all right